This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Welcome once again to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should. On today's episode, we're going to be drinking Thomas H. Handy. It is a rye from the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, and it's from 2018, and it's going to be great. But before we get to that, let's get down to just a little bit of business. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Please Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, and while you're there, you can leave us a rating and a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts app. Uh, reviews help us know what we're doing right, maybe what we're doing wrong. Ratings help people find the show, and if you want to play a bigger part in the show, you can go to patreon.com slash chillfiltered. That's the business. Here's the podcast. Cole, my dear, 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 dear friend, how are you? I'm good, yeah. Um. Heather and I were doing well. I'm trying to think, work's been good. Weather's been stupid hot. Yeah. Uh, actually, today had a high of um, like eighty four, which is actually pretty rare. Uh, usually, it's high in the you know around a hundred lately. So it's been a cooler day. Um, but uh, yeah, work's been going well. I normally show up to work pretty early. And uh, and leave early, which is nice, you know, getting off work today and, you know, being able to put in some time to, to do the research on this um, bottle. Right. But um, but yeah, I, I can't say much. I'm trying to think, oh, I'm doing a tubing thing this weekend. Um, we're tubing down the Salt River, which is big here in Phoenix area. Hmm. Um, we'll see how that goes. I don't like being in the sun too long. I'm kind of a sun... Um, I, I'm not a phobia or I'm not afraid of the sun. I just hate getting burnt and, um, <laughs> okay. and I really don't like the, just feeling hot too long. So right. it's going to be weird. But the cool thing is we're going to, you know, bring some, some drinks, um, along the thing. We have like a floating cooler, so that'll be fun. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I can't say much otherwise though, but how are you doing? I'm doing well. You know, we should tell our listeners that, uh, we're recording this sooner than we normally do. So we might not have as much to talk about like we usually do it's not been a week since we've we've talked um but uh i am well work is going well uh you know i just our courier just uh just got in town for me yesterday and uh dropped off a really nice bottle of uh bourbon uh i'm not gonna say what it is yet but uh i'm really excited Ooh. about it it smells delicious and uh i cannot wait to drink it uh, i haven't opened it yet but uh you know i sent uh i sent some stuff back with him for you and uh i have no idea when he said he was going to get there i assume you haven't gotten it yet is that correct no not yet i assume he'll be here tomorrow or uh, the next day for right. sure right so i got i, I sent yeah. you seven samples of of different stuff that i have uh probably the thing you might be most excited about is that jack daniels uh Barrel finish or, or barrel strength I, single barrel. I was going to say that. It's real good. I had some more of it last night with Ashley, and uh, yeah, it's it's real, real good. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. I'm glad. Um, 
but yeah, other than that, uh, you know, I am, I am just, uh, I don't know, having a good time and life is good and all that good stuff. Um, just so you know, Cole, I am, uh, instead of going live today on Instagram for the recording, I actually went live on my personal Facebook page, uh, just to introduce Ooh. people to, to what I do here on the chill filtered podcast when we drink whiskey. Um, I, I have started a, uh, do you know what Twitch is Cole? Do you know what Twitch is? I do. Yeah. I, I have started streaming on Twitch. Uh, so I'm playing video games and uh, providing commentary and things like that on Twitch. I'm a uh, this weekend. I'm gonna start a, a series on Twitch called the Sunday Scaries, and it's called that because on Sunday nights Ashley and I get what we call the Sunday Scaries, and that is just like that feeling of like, oh no, the weekend's over and I have to go back to work. But I'm also calling that yeah. because I'm only gonna be playing like horror. Uh, video games like scary video games and uh, i have a few guests yeah, nice. lined up for that so people can find me on twitch uh under the username unka mad unca mad so it's unca mad and uh you can find me there it's gonna be good time and i've already put up a few streams and it's fun um but yeah so that's kind of what i'm up to uh anything change in your life this past week um yeah we're i mean we're really looking into houses yeah um, i guess so i guess like you took the, the big boy job there and and you don't want to live just in an apartment you're probably going to be you know setting down roots and stuff yeah big boy jobs come with a lot of big boy decisions right so, <laughs> right yeah i mean we're we're like we're like when should we have a kid i'm like crap that's like legitimate question these days so yeah um but we'll see with that but yeah we're definitely prepping to get a house um what's by the, the end of the year what's the housing market like there is uh so you're in phoenix area as far as arizona goes right yep uh yep. my mm -hmm. my good friend teddy just joined the uh the facebook stream and he's familiar with the scottsdale arizona area uh but i'm curious for oh, you nice. in phoenix what's you know here in madison the housing market you you can find houses anywhere from one hundred fifty thousand dollars uh and but but like that's going to be like low end like not a great house and like the medium kind of house like for a medium nice house is i mean you're looking at like $350,000 here what's it like there yeah so um you could go in like the phoenix area or even the tempe or mesa area which are popular um they're going to cost you more um in some ways um typically especially like tempe mesa than where I want to live. I want to live in Chandler or Gilbert, which is just south of Tempe and Mesa. Okay. Um, yeah, the typical range might be like anywhere from 250 to, to 350. Um, I would say there's a good middle spot at about 300. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, well I hopefully think you find something than, soon. Um, yeah, let's hope. I mean, it's scary, but I want a yard and I want a garage. And I want a Greyhound. And those are pretty much my demands to right. Heather as well, let, we let me ask you this, houses. Cole. You, you say you want a yard, but like, does, does the Phoenix area have actual yards with grass? Or is it a gravel yard or a rock yard? So you could get like fake grass or you can get grass that dies in the summer. Mm -hmm. Or you can do rocks for sure. But I want to do, I just, all I want the big backyard for besides the Greyhound running around. I want um, to build a barbecue pit. 
that's kind of one of my dreams in life is to to have the uh, ability to make barbecue whether it be a pit or like a really nice smoker that I probably build myself. I mean, barbecue is so good to me and I like love the science of it. It's very similar to a lot of things we see in whiskey in terms of there's a lot of ways to do it, right. but there's, there's no, there is a science, but it's also like you can make your own thing and it'd still be amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that would be cool. So that's I, where I'm I, at. I would hate not having real grass. That would that would be kind of difficult for me, um, but yeah. I, I can see uh, I, I can see I don't know, the benefit of of fake grass, but I I don't know it's it whatever I I would be excited to have a barbecue pit though that would be great, um, straight up. Real quick, Cole, I want to talk about a couple of things before we get on to talking about whiskey. Uh, oh, for sure. At the top of the show in the intro, listeners, you heard me talk about our Patreon page. If you go to patreon.com slash chillfiltered, for as little as $1 a month, you can help support us. And included in that is you can uh, get all of our special videos that we produce. I am doing a, a new offshoot show on the Patreon page called Thirsty Thursdays with Adam, where I sit down with uh, you know a, an ounce of whiskey and talk to you guys uh, and just kind of shoot the shit. And I'm I'm um, putting together an infinity bottle with all of the samples that I have. I, I'm looking at the samples right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I think I've got twelve left to fill that bottle. And we're just making a blend of all of the different whiskeys we've had here on Chill Filtered over the last few months. Um, so yeah, go to chill. Uh, I'm sorry, Patreon.com/slash/ChillFiltered. You can find that. Uh, what else? I, maybe that's the only thing I had to talk about, Cole. Anything? Anything else that you want to talk about in this little BS time? Yeah, we're coming up on our year episode, our fifty-second right. episode. Thank you so much for I'm for excited. reminding me. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to say about that episode? I am looking forward to it. Um, I think it means a lot. I mean, it's like huge to me that we've come this far and uh, that we're still rolling strong and we're not like, we haven't come to the point of like, is this still going to happen? Like we've, we got our, we got our good fan base. We're building it as we go. And I appreciate all those listeners out there who are listening right now. And, and when even Adam brings up this Patreon thing, that, that stuff isn't just like something we, we glaze over and have to say it every time. Like that would mean a lot to us if anyone were able to support us through Patreon. It really sure. means a ton. For sure. Yeah. Um, and I will say this. Um, we would like to hear from fans um, for this. So so our first episode was actually on June 25th. So we're deciding to celebrate our one-year anniversary on our 52nd episode because there are 52 weeks in a year. Um but we would love to hear fans uh hear from fans if you want to record a message of things that you have learned from chill filtered or what you've enjoyed about chill filtered uh you can send that to or us even just go ahead Cole or even just write it down sorry yeah, um yeah. and then we could kind of like list it off cuz i know it's a lot to record something of your own well everybody's got a phone you know what i'm saying so um for sure I think that it's not too difficult for people to record something on their phone. But whatever you do, whether you write something down, take a picture of something, take a video, any of that, and then you can send it to us at chillfilteredpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, maybe we'd like to uh, 
feature that on the episode. Um, probably what Cole and I are going to do on that episode is kind of have a, a reflection of the past year and drink some, maybe a couple different uh, whiskeys and, and see what we think now. Maybe, maybe Cole, we could revisit some whiskeys that we didn't think too highly of and we can we can see you know now that i'm a year in on and my palate has developed mm-hmm. I, we can see what i think i i'm thinking of one whiskey that we have not ever had on the podcast i don't think uh but you know it's my profiling whiskey and uh we yeah. can maybe finally review that and see what i think now um and then the other thing that we should announce is that after that uh one year episode uh, which which will come out? Did we say that's going to come out May twentieth? Is that right, Cole? Uh, that sounds about right. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's right. It's either May thirteenth or May twentieth. I don't remember now. No, it's May twentieth. Yeah, definitely the twentieth. I keep thinking it's earlier in April than it is, but that's okay. Um, and then actually, when this comes out, it's not even April anymore. <laughs> oh <laughs> boy! Uh, but we yeah. should announce that after <laughs> that uh, after that one year episode, we are going to take a two week break. We have we we feel pretty proud of the fact that we have released an episode every single week for the last year. Um, that's great. I you know it's not something I've done on any other podcast. I don't think I've always either missed a week here and there or whatever. Um, but I know that I need just a break, and it's pretty common for podcasts to take a summer break. So we'll just take a two-week break. We may have uh, some special guests uh, do some episodes during that two-week break. We'll, we're still working on that. But for sure, you won't hear from Cole and I. And then we'll be back uh, for sure in June uh, with our regular episodes. And it's it's going to be another good year on Chill Filtered, and we're really looking forward to it. So that's all I've got to say. Cole. Really quick, uh, before we get into talking about history, what are we drinking today? We are drinking a bottle called Mr. Thomas H. Handy Sazerac Straight Rye Whiskey. It is the 2018 vintage. And I am looking forward to it. We will get right to that whiskey very quickly right after this short break. All right, back from break, and we are drinking today the Thomas H. Handy, as you heard Cole say, uh, and it is a rye whiskey. I have, uh, this is the 2018 expression from the uh, Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. I have had the uh, 20, I have, I think I have had this. I think we we figured out that I had had this. Uh, no, I don't think I have had this. I had the 2017. I don't know doesn't matter. You have heard on the podcast before that we had the 2015 expression. 16. I'm sorry, what's that? It was the 2016. Oh, we had the 2016 on the podcast before. Um, I'm a rye guy. This is one of the best ryes that you can get. I'm excited to have it on this episode of the show. Cole, take it away. Give us some history. Give us some facts. All that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. So some of you may be thinking, Cole, Adam, what's going on? You've already had Thomas H. Handy on the show. Well, the fact is, this is a very different Thomas H. Handy Sazerac. And what I mean by that 
is there were two summers and two winters that were different on both ends of each one's development. Now, this is a cast strength rye. Um, and so typically you'll see different proofages every year. This specific year's proofage is 128.8. That makes it a 64.4% alcohol by volume. Um, we have discussed a little bit of like the background of what, why they call it Thomas H. Handy and, you know, kind of what goes into this bottle. But, um, but this one, I wanted to just talk in general today about the antique collection by Buffalo Trace. It is also known as BTAC, meaning Buffalo Trace Antique Collection by, what do they call that? Uh, anagram or what, what is that? Not I anagram. Know. I don't know. Acronym. Yeah, anyway. Something. Um, so so the, uh, in terms of the antique collection, this is a collection of bottles. There are five bottles that are in it these days that Buffalo Trace puts out. They're all these beautiful, tall bottles. They all look the same, but they have different labels, of course. Um, and so at certain years, certain bottles were added to this collection when it was smaller. Um, in 2000, what you got, uh, in the original collection was Eagle Rare 17. Uh, you had William LaRue Weller, and then you had Sazerac 18. Right. And in 2002, George T. Stagg was added to the collection. And in 2006, Thomas H. Handy was added to this collection. Now it's kind of a high prestige um, collection. Like people, people are very much like I find that uh, a lot of collectors might look for things like Pappy Van Winkle out in the market and stuff like that. But I find that the people that really want stuff that is so just different and special um, will typically try to find bottles similar to antique collection bottles. Um, you know, you might find. Um, certain you know pappy bottles for quite a bit on the market but that's in a lot of ways i love pappy don't get me wrong it's great stuff but i think it's a lot of hype yeah the people that get behind things like the btac bottles are very much the, the i wouldn't say true collectors but more so the collectors than those who are rushing around to find pappy van winkle um so i'll go through a little bit of each one so specifically this uh, handy release it's cast strength and it's always been cast strength the highest proof it's ever gotten to was uh 134.8 in 2007 and uh it ranged in age typically from about 2006 when it started to 2012 it was anywhere between six years and 8.5 years Uh, but i just found out actually that since 2013 it's just six years old it is basically the exact i mean not the exact same product but is basically very similar to the sazerac baby saz that we've had on the show before right but this one's cast strength I can't tell you what like um, Rick it was in in the warehouse or what warehouse it was in because that can actually change a lot. But in terms of the basics, it's pretty much very similar to the Baby Saz bottle. It's just cast strength. Um, I want to talk about George T. Stagg, its brother in the collection. Um, Usually it ranged anywhere from 15 to 18 years um, since 2002. Um, the highest proof it has achieved was 144.8, and that was in 2007. When you break 140 proof, it is labeled uh, by collectors a hazmat whiskey. Over oh, okay. 70% is just insane. So if you ever hear that term, you know it's over 140 proof. Right. Um, and they use mash bill number one for this, for George T. Stagg. We've talked about that. And they do now. Over the years, it had changed a bit for some of these bottles of what they are now versus what they were before. William LaRue Weller, the weeded bourbon of the crew, 
it used to be Weller 19 in 2000, um, and basically through 2002, and it was only a 90 proof, but um, now that it's in the BTAC since, oh, I, I got to correct myself, um, this was added to the collection. I mentioned it was in 2000, but it was added to the BTAC collection since 2005, um, and its highest proof it's ever had was 140.2, and that was in 2014. Um, it is made with the weeded mash bill from Buffalo Trace. Usually the range was, um, since the beginning of it, was 11 to 15 years. But since 2012, it has been 12 years standard every year. Um, the next on the list is also from the uh, mash bill number one, and that's Eagle Rare 17. And it has been 90 proof since the year 2000. But this year they actually updated it, and it is 101 proof for the first time ever uh, a uh, change from that 90 proof, which is a huge deal. And in fact, it is so hard to find it on the market now that like it went from years ago being typically like four to five hundred dollars maybe on the secondary market. This year it's like fifteen hundred dollars on the secondary market. It sucks because I love Eagle Rare 17. Right. Um, Sazerac 18 is the last one on the list. And it is actually typically much rarer than Handy, um, partly because it's three times older than it. Um, and they do cut this to 90 proof, so it is one of the two bottles that is um, not cast strength on the Antique Collection. And, um, and they've been having it on the Antique Collection since 2000. Um, so that's kind of like your layout, your basic layout of the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. In terms of the bottle we're drinking today, I mentioned a little before that we've talked about a little bit of the history, but it was named after the owner of the, quote, Sazerac Coffee House in New Orleans back in the day. Um, and it is said that he, uh, Thomas H. Handy, the guy who owned it, was the first to introduce a rye to the Sazerac cocktail instead of using cognac. Right. I um, tried that the other day. Like, I got a really nice cognac. In fact, it was an Armagnac, but it's very similar. Um, and I tried making a um, Sazerac cocktail with it, and I hate to say it, but it was much better than any rye Sazerac cocktail I've ever made. It was so good. <laughs> um, and then one final note, as I was doing this research, um, so Sazerac is the company that owns uh, Buffalo Trace. They also own Barton, uh, a few other, like A. Smith Bowman, and a few other things, but their big one is Buffalo Trace. Um, they have one of the worst websites I've ever seen in 2019. Um, <laughs> it was like a Flash-based website. It was terrible. I like felt bad for like the company because it was like one of the... It, I, I could see it coming out of the year 2003, honestly. Yeah. Um, so, Sazerac, we love you. We love what you do. Your products are amazing, but you need to fix your website. So, that's the history I got for today. All right. Well, I have been I have been giving it a good whiff. I've poured mine already. I don't know oh, if have I pour you? yours. Here, give me a sec. I'm gonna pop the cork. All right. All right. Here we go. Oh, it was a little lighter than I expected it to be. It's all right though. It wasn't was bad. A big plunk. It wasn't bad. Yeah. All right. Let's fill this guy. Um, I will say. Uh, so you go ahead and pour, it, my friend. I'm still smelling a little bit. Just did. So let me see if I I want to warm this guy. So so I, I I've um, been I've been uh, reflecting on on what I'm smelling here a little bit. Uh, the first note I got was on the nose was bananas. I I smell uh, pretty strongly of bananas, um, and a little bit of strawberry actually. 
uh, and other really? other bright fruit as a, just a generic mm. note of bright fruit, and then uh, just only a small hint of confectioner spices. Mm-hmm. Typically, that rye spice will smell. Right. Does it smell like a rye in general? No. Really? Not to me, at least. I'm going for the sniff. It does a little to me. Uh, I like your strawberry note. That's very good. I'm not getting the bananas, but that's actually not a rare note for a good rye. I've seen that definitely before. Um, yeah, it's it's a little muted on the nose, even with a warm uh, glass. Um, is it bad? No. No, just, not at I all. wish it were more bright. I wish it were more like like popping out in my face for sure. Right. Yeah. So So I just took a sip. Colors dark. How'd it go? Um Does not taste like a rye at all. Really? Yeah, but it mine was also pretty chilled. So I'm gonna I'm trying to warm it up in my hands a little bit here. Mm-hmm. But um uh, it's still I still kind of have that strawberry on the palate actually just just barely but it doesn't taste anything like a rye it's it's good don't get me wrong um yeah. but but it is not you know maybe Cole what I'm what I'm struggling with mm-hmm. is last week on the show we had Blanton straight from the barrel and yeah uh, that bourbon tasted more like a rye to me than it did a bourbon yeah and i've still got that taste in my mouth that memory i guess and so (laughs) i i wonder if i'm just kind of a little uh you know spoiled right now no that can happen um you know you can have like two amazing ones but the second one sometimes is deeply uh in the shadow of the other one and it's hard to like really draw it so much Right, but I did take a sip, and it, my glass is somewhat warm. Uh, I love it. Um, it is more caramely and almost bourbony than your typical rye. I mean, I can sort of tell it's a rye, but that first candy—I mean, like the real note of how I knew it was a rye was that first, like right off the front of the palate. There is a really nice, beautiful, like um, hard candy taste. Um. But it fades to this really chewy caramel, uh, mm. which doesn't always happen with with a rye, especially a cast strength rye. Interesting. I am um, not getting. That I'm going for another sip at all. I am. Oh, really? Like, I get no. Is you still chilled? Uh, yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm still. I'm palming it to try and get it to warm up a little bit here. Mm-hmm. But I am not getting any of that. No caramel whatsoever. You getting that hard candy? No, not really, man. As I was saying that, my um, salivary gland like gleaked basically, right? <laughs> and because I'm like, it's my my tongue is loving this whiskey. What's the proof on this, Cole? Uh, one twenty-eight point eight, so sixty-four percent. It doesn't even it doesn't even taste like that hot of a whiskey. Yeah, I guess it's up there. Um. Yeah, I'm with you. It's um but it does remind me of certain ones like it sort of reminds me of um of uh Kentucky Owl rye batch 2 and it reminds me a little bit of the lot 40 rye cast strength. Um 
just really strong like punch to the face of candy at the beginning typically like i've had um sazerac 18 before and i've had thomas h handy plenty of times um when i compare the two they are both really rich um really candy like but handy is like a bus in comparison to sazerac 18 um mm. one smoother one's gonna hit you in the face and this one typically hits you in the face i've been more hit in the face by past uh vintages um but this one's still good i uh after warming it up a little bit i just took another smell and it it is much um it is so much more richer on on the nose now yeah it's it's little richard little richard yeah little richard <laughs> I'm gonna try another. That's the worst joke this show has ever dealt with. Um, some of the other notes I'm getting, it's that rye, that rye spice is really just playing with me here. Like it's right on the front, but it doesn't continue. The palate, I mean, rather the finish, is super sweet, which I dig. I love a good sweet finish, and it's it's continuing, and it's still pleasant. It's not one of those finishes that's bitter at the finish or at the very end of the finish. You know, I like the, it. It's only at the finish that I can that I can tell how high of a proof this is. Yeah, right up front, it's it's very smooth and uh, especially warmed. Now it's it's much smoother. Um, I'm not still not getting any. Uh, I'm not getting a ton of caramel just now in the finish. I got just a, a hint of caramel, but right up front in the palate, it's still like a rich strawberry taste. Almost like a, I can, I can very much appreciate that. Almost like a strawberry jam. So not like, like biting into a strawberry, but like a strawberry jam where it's a little more rich. Um, yeah. And then again, it's, I like that. it's not until the finish that that you can tell oh this is a hot whiskey like this is this is high proof um it's very good i i, I enjoy it i'm gonna i gotta I'm gonna pour drop a little bit more for it. myself yeah yeah as i I'm, pour a little bit more or as i've been drinking it i realize i've been drinking too much before i add water slash ice right, right. so I, I did two drops so of somewhat of a good water problem. in there um and i'll kind of swish it around and let it Open up, as they say. I am dropping water right now as well. Give it the old swish. So, Cole, um, I don't remember if you talked about this or not, but uh, what are people going to be paying for this retail? And now that it's kind of past bourbon season in 2018, now that we're into 2019, what are they going to be paying for this as secondary? Um, I would say between 400 and 450 typically is what I see with this bottle on the secondary market. Um, the retail this year was a hundred, which is a shift as of lately. Usually it was about 80 for years in the antique collection, but all the bottles went up to, yeah, a hundred this year. This, uh, with the two drops of water in there, the, the nose is so much more potent. The, the, the smell is just, it really, uh, Sting is the wrong words word, but it just really hits your nostrils really a lot harder. I think even with the I I also tried a few drops and the palate is seems hotter than really? actually the neat pour. Yeah, for me. Well, it's, I'm getting uh, one of my favorite notes on the nose, which is uh pancakes with maple maple syrup. 
Oh, nice. I really like the nose on the on the um, water. It it is almost maple syrupy. Yeah, I'm not getting the pancake part, but I'm definitely getting the maple syrup all over the place. I did. Yeah, not, it definitely opened it up on the on the palate. I did not get it tasting hotter or feeling hotter. Oh, really? It was. It was. Yeah, I don't know what it was. You could tell the heat much much sooner on the palate now, but it's not as hot as it was on the finish on the last one. Or as neat, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, the finish isn't as long lasting for me on the um with the water in it. I'm actually right. gonna drop a few cubes right now. And yeah. by a few I mean two very, very small ones. Right. And I'm not gonna drop a cube because I don't really do that anymore. Wow. Better than me. I still get a little bit of bananas on the palate or on the on the nose, I should say. But yeah, yeah, more than anything, it's like maple syrup and pancakes. Yeah, with the ice, maple syrup, but muted um, compared to the uh, with with a little bit of water. Um, it's good. It smells great. Uh, it definitely smells more rye like. It reminds me of Sazerac Six, um, baby Saz. But let's go for the let's go for a little sip of this ice. I uh. Mm. Oh, that's a good sound. <laughs> that was a, good. That was really sound. good. Yeah, it was really sweet and really pleasant. And I hate to say it, it might be a little better with ice. I don't know. I might have gotten lucky. Could be. Like, you got to be careful with bottles like this because, like, I don't want to add ice. I mean, this is an uncut, unfiltered, beautiful, perfect bottle as it is. But right. I don't know. I right now I do like it a little better with ice. All right. I mean, mm-hmm. can can you tell me what is making it better? I guess the sweetness for one. Um, right. You get a lot of the same notes. I think the second sip I had with ice wasn't as good as the first. I mean, when you add that ice, it's just like just like exudes sweetness. Um, and I love a sweet whiskey. Um. But the second one had a kind of a bitter finish, which sometimes happens when you add ice to these kind of um, whiskeys. So if I were to rank it again, I would say I would say water, neat ice. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. But it's really? uh, yeah, the sweetness, just, same kind of notes. That, you just said that the ice might make it better. Yeah, but then the second sip, it didn't. So, like, okay. that's the thing is, am I going to risk putting ice in if I get that bitter? I'm not. Right. Yeah, but the first sip, yeah, that was great. But, yeah, the second sip, I'm not going to hope that it's always going to be, like, the first sip. All right, so let's, uh, let's give it a rating like we usually do. What do you think? Um, I, I'm, I'm not even going to put this in the nine range. I'm going to put it in the high eight range. Um... I'm going to put it in my rating as love it, and I'm going to give it a number of 8.75. So I I think uh, we're pretty far apart here. Do tell. Can you, can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> For once? What, no. What did, what did you say? 8.5? Is that what you said? 8.75. All right. Yeah. Um. 
I wasn't feeling it. And I yeah. don't know I don't know if it's what I had to eat today, if it's anything else that uh, my nose is a little stuffed up. I'm giving this a solid 6.6. What? Yeah, this is it's, an antique collection bottle. Have some respect. No, I'm kidding. That's a joke, of course. I know. I know it's I know you're joking, but um yeah, <laughs> I just I just um I I have had way better whiskey especially lately i've had way better stuff and let me let me say myself i've had much better handies than this specific vintage Um, yeah i mean that's kind of i'm i'm kind of disappointed to be honest with you because i the i don't remember what i gave the last handy that we had uh but i i'm sure it wasn't a 6.6 i'm sure it was much higher yeah for sure um yeah i I just so you know all the hype that gets built up about the antique collection from buffalo trace um, I kind of just expect a little more out of it, and maybe that's why. Um, I, I honestly, I think my score is influenced by the last few whiskeys that we've had. Um, particularly, mm. was, was it Town Branch? Was that the one from Sarah and yep. Tim? That their Tim Murray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's a relatively cheap whiskey, I think, and and it's not, or is that a rare one? I I don't think that was a rare one. It is rare. They only had it, like less than 500 bottles pretty much. That's right. But, that's right. Um, but it is secondary markets only 150. Yeah. I, that one was really good to me. Um, just the last few we've had have been really great. And like this did not stand up to those other ones. Don't get me wrong. It's a good whiskey. It's, it's definitely better sure. than Jack Daniels. It's better than uh, uh some of the rye that i have it's better than bullet rye it's better than uh this tattersall rye that i have that we'll try in a few weeks uh i think it's better than the whistle pig the standard whistle pig rye the tenure is it better yeah. than the cast strength rye from knob creek no is it better than that lot 40 we had no is it better than the uh kentucky owl absolutely not um yeah it's for sure not better than EHT straight rye uh, from Buffalo Trace as well, you know. Um, well, I mean, I guess, it, you know, whatever. You know what I mean. Um, that one's close for me, yeah. I, I just, it's just, um, th- there was something off about it for me. It, it's good, but it's it's not, it's not going to go above that 6.6 mark. Yeah, so when I first got this bottle, I got lucky enough, actually, shout out to James Johnson, who... Um, got this bottle and was willing to sell it to me for a reasonable price. Um, and, um, he, so I, the next week I went to, um, this place in Madison, I want to call it the Robin room. Is that, that's a, that's a, yeah. 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 That's a place there. And we went there and they had it. And I was like, I really want to know what it tastes like before I even open the bottle. And I tasted it and I was like, it's, it's good. But it's not, you know, antique collection like status to me. Yeah, yeah, um, it's definitely uh, not because, yeah, I mean, they usually, I mean, really, antique collection bottles are so good always. But this one was uh on the lower end of all antique collection bottles I've ever had. Probably the you know, worst, not the worst, I was, the least. I, I was actually watching uh, just before we started recording today. I was watching a. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of whiskey YouTubers that, and you know, Scott Page yeah. is one of them. He's the my my bourbon journey guy. Um, 
and uh, the uh, the YouTube channel Blind Bourbon uh, kind of like uh, organized this whiskey YouTube live stream video a couple weeks ago, and I was watching that before we started, and uh, I believe it is Kyle from Blind Bourbon who said that actually the uh, 2018 George C. Stag from the Antique Collection was a letdown as well. Like he was Ooh. like, it's not bad. He just said it's not. It did not live up to the previous years, and it did not live up to being part of the Antique Collection. So, um, who knows? You know, this is to me. This is another bottle that did not live up to the Antique Collection status. Yeah, which is a good status. Yeah. Yeah. So. But we'll have um, that uh, the George T. Stag on the on the show probably one of these days. I have a bottle. Yeah. My mother in law is holding on to it in Virginia, so we'll hopefully get it at some point. Beautiful. Um, all right, so that has been the Thomas H. Handy Sazerac Rye uh, from the BTAC Antique Antique Collection, the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. Um, and it is Cole. Remind us once again what is the proof on that. It is a 128.8 proof. Yep. And it it's delicious. It's just not as good as I was hoping. Um so uh yeah. that's that on this episode cold did we decide what we're drinking next week? What do we say? Oh, that's right, but I'll let, I'll yeah. let you uh I'll let you reveal what we're drinking. Yeah, so next week we're going to be drinking uh one of my favorite uh Irish whiskeys, uh Redbreast 12 Cast Strength. Yeah, that is definitely one of my favorites as well. Um, and uh, uh, I th- what what is it like? Is about one hundred and ten dollars retail for that? Uh, no, it's about it's about like ninety or less. No, you're wrong because I, when I bought a bottle from Steve's, it was like one hundred and ten. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I all right. About that, we'll figure you it out. Wrong. You can we'll be wrong. You can be wrong. Total wine. I think the standard no, bottle, wrong. I think just the Redbreast 12 non-cast strength is like 80 or 85. So, you know what? You might be right. Yeah. I think the cast strength is, is uh, it's well, it's over a hundred. I know that, that that's the standard retail price, but anyway, we'll find out. Right. Um, so we'll do that and, uh, all that good stuff. But now it's time for whiskey world news. That's right. Here on Chill Filtered, we do Whiskey World News every single week, and we're running low on time. This is an episode that's gone for a little bit too long as it is, but uh, we'll try and get through this quick. This uh, article is from... So on Whiskey World News, what we do is we choose an article from the internet that we find. We give credit to the website. We tell you the title, and we give credit to the author of the article because we don't ever want to take credit. This is just us reading something we find and talking about it just a little bit. Cole, who is one of our, probably our favorite writer here on Whiskey World News? Who else than Nino Marchetti? That's right. Today's article is coming from the one and only Nino Marchetti. Uh, We're at thewhiskeywash.com. The title of the article is Bardstown Bourbon Company's Latest Bourbon Contains Their Own Juice. Again, thewhiskeywash.com. Written by none other than Nino Marchetti. Here we go. Uh, 
Bardstown Bourbon Company, as we recently explored in an in-depth interview with their CEO, David Mandel, is an up-and-coming craft distillery in Kentucky that's part distiller of their own... That's part distiller? Yeah, whatever. That's part distiller of their own product and part whiskey maker for the brand of others. It is in the former camp that this distillery has just stepped... That has just stepped. This is a weird written article, Nino. Sorry. Announcing a new <laughs> Kentucky straight bourbon that includes some whiskey they distilled themselves. The new Bardstown Bourbon Fusion Series, number one, according to those behind it, is a blend of Bardstown Bourbon Company's estate made two year old wheat and high rye bourbons with an 11 year sourced Kentucky bourbon. It has been bottled at 98. 98- 98.9 proof and is available in Kentucky and Indiana now with plans in the next several months to extend sales to California, Florida, Tennessee, and Illinois. Fusion series number one is said to be a result of collaboration between the distilleries distilling be, what between the distilleries distilling beverage and culinary teams. Oh, I see. So between the distilling beverage, and culinary teams. It came about after more than 50 blends were blind tasted to arrive at the final product. This kind of collaboration, as Mendel noted to us in the interview, is a key element to the operating mission at Bardstown. We are a new blend of bourbon makers pushing the boundaries through innovation, innovation while honoring the traditional art of making whiskey, said Mandel. Bardstown Bourbon Fusion Series number one is a celebration of our distillery beverage, and culinary teams working together to create spectacular bourbon. Our new approach to bourbon making and blending is unlike anything I've ever seen in my career, added Bardstown master distiller Steve Nally. With Bardstown Bourbon Fusion Series number one, we've produced one of the finest bourbons on the market. As it stands now, plans call for this bourbon to price around $60.00. Uh, per bottle. Limited official tasting notes suggest an exceptional nose, a rich palate, and a balanced, lasting finish. The synthesis between young and aged bourbon creates a one-of-a-kind blend. The lively fruit and spice of the two-year-old Kentucky bourbon counters the leather-roasted nuts and rich caramel of Kentucky aged, aged Kentucky bourbon. It should be noted as well that Bardstown Bourbon Fusion Series Number 1 follows on the heels of at least two other distillery releases in the recent years, including one finished in ex-red wine casks, as well as two expressions done in collaboration with Kentucky Brandy Distillery, Copper, and Kings. That's all I've got for this article, Cole. Um, so I chose this article uh, having not read it, thinking that maybe they had done... You know, mostly only uh, um, sourced whiskeys before, Cole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we talk about with distilleries that, you know, there's a lot of these, you know, they call themselves craft distilleries and they're not releasing yep. any of their own juice. And that's something that we would like to see that like pretty quickly, okay, source the stuff so that you can have whiskey on the market. But soon after that, you need to start releasing your own stuff that you've distilled and aged, even if it's just for a short time. And I, I, I don't quite think that that's actually what this is because it, it's a blend of stuff they've made and stuff that they sourced. I think that's what this article was saying. No, I, you know, I think that's a great idea. Here's why. Okay. Um, 
So I might not like their two-year-old product or whatever their new own distilled product is. I really might not like that, but I might like it blended with, you know, something that's actually got some character to it. Sure. Um, And I respect that because in the future, here's what they're going to do is they're going to age some of their juice a little older and then they're going to blend that more into the next batch or, you know, I'm guessing at this, but like they are one day they're going to show up with this product that's like maybe like eight years old or something like that. And they're going to be like, now this is a hundred percent our own distillate. And like, you know, we did it ourselves. Um, and I respect that a ton. And so good for you, Bardstown distilling, or is that what it's called again? Uh, Bardstown bourbon company. Yeah. I mean, they're doing a great thing. Um, I, and I mean like there are certain ones like, like some of those micros that will, yeah, just put out a product that's super young. And I think that could do a few things is like, it's good that they're doing that, but I think they could scare people off with like, this is typically what this distillery tastes like is like not that great. Right. Um, But I think what they're doing is slowly introducing their product probably more and more as time goes by and in probably what would be a better product than just their product alone, like without, excuse me, blending. Um, So I I respect what they're doing a lot. I think they're doing a great thing and I hope to see their product a hundred percent theirs one day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. Um. I. I listen. I'll definitely. I'll definitely try some. And uh, I. Uh, I'm still thinking of the the article that we read last week about the company uh, Oak and something that they're putting the the charred spires in the bottles to you know do a second flavoring, basically second aging, yeah. quote unquote. I'd still like to try that. I know that Scott from My Bourbon Journey on YouTube actually got sent a bottle of it to try. He uh, he got what? a sample. He got a sample of the juice that goes into the bottle without the spire, and then he also got a bottle with the spire in it. So he he got to t- taste both. And according to him, there is a huge difference uh, between them. And so really? I, I still I still want to try that. I think it'd be really good. Um, so that's it for uh, Chill Filter today, Cole. Uh, and listeners again cole next week what are we drinking we're drinking red breast 12 year cast strength and then after that we'll have our one year episode where we're celebrating one year of chill filtered and we've got some special stuff um planned for that episode and then after that we're going to take a two-week break for sure cole and i are we may have some some special guests that come and uh, record some episodes for us or just some teaser stuff just so that you have something to listen to and all that stuff cole thank you so much for uh, being on the phone with me and talking about whiskey and giving us all that information about the buffalo trace antique collection yeah for sure thanks for uh, enjoying my bottle with me oh you know it i'll always enjoy your liquid when you send it to me um <laughs> listeners uh again check out patreon.com slash chill filtered if you want access to the videos that we're doing the thirsty thursdays with adam and any other thing that we do for as little as one dollar a month your support means that you get access to those things and as always i hope that our love of whiskey nope that our love of spirits lifted yours 